principles are, are equal for every space. So, um, I think that's um, to have a context and, and to be as uh, kind of meticulous in the detail as possible, so as concrete as possible. Also in the kitchen you have to, to be uh, meticulous in preparing the vegetables and all, all, the, all, what, what, all of what uh, belongs to the, to the kitchen. And in the teaching space you have to have other details to be considered and in the office mm -hmm. space you have other details to be considered. But I think the, the principles, this mm -hmm. being uh, aligned in the context and, and being really uh, meticulous about details as, as much as possible being very, very complex, that's, that's, that's the same in every space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the machine's, the machine's tendency is to go, okay, I'm in meditation, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to, we're going to be quiet and still and receptive and open and meditating on God. Bing. The bell rings. We stand up, we walk out of the room, and, the, and it's gone. It's like, it's like we walk through the door, and we leave it back there in the meditation room. Like meditation happens in the meditation room. And okay, tomorrow, you know, fuck it till tomorrow. Like, you know, like the monster comes out as soon as we walk through the door. And it, <laughs> and it's like you're in the office for three minutes and there's an argument going on, you know, and stuff's flying and, you know, stuff's happening and you're in the kitchen or having breakfast with somebody and it's like. For some of us, the monster's in the meditation hall too. It's never actually. <laughs> Yeah, but at least Never goes away at all. <laughs> no talking. He's got a muzzle on you know? Or you could bring your journal and start writing. You know. <laughs> Actually, that's. that's um, can I ask you a question about this building and angel? Because I've heard Lee speak very little about that. But mm -hmm. when he does, I mean, I, I'd like to know what you've heard about that because you use that term tonight so just if if you want to if you could I learned most about it from a book that we gave to me in the Book of Month Club and I think we have it in the library it's written by a Jewish guy and I don't remember the name of it Idris Shaw? No No I didn't know Idris Shaw was a Jewish guy I don't so, know if he is it's just the name that came to my mind um, It's not a com. he only wrote one book I think what? Anyway, that's maybe I can find it afterwards. But uh, there's a book up there. Yeah, I'd like to read Okay, and it's not very specific either. Yeah. But you've also heard the story of the thirty birds. What's that called? The, the conference of the birds. Conference of the birds. That's Idris Shaw, right? Mm -hmm. It is. Oh, it's an old thing. Yeah, from Iran. Yeah, in Iranish. Iranish tale. Okay. So that is exactly the same thing. Conference of the birds is the same thing. Um, what, what, because I, I had kind of the same consideration that Andrea had. Just, I know you're making a distinction for teaching spaces, but there's things you know we go over it again and again, and I, I find us. I find us really failing at that, and, and I, I'm personally sad for my involvement in that and for us as a group. For example, it is so rare that anybody, any one person is even sitting in here 10 minutes before a meal, waiting for the bell to ring. 
and we, you know, that comes up so often in teaching spaces, and it's still not happening. It's like, you know, or all of a sudden, Arun comes in, and we hear her coming with the bell, and, you know, three people jump up from the office and run out here and stand while, you know, the email's calling an email, and, you know, sometimes there's a telephone call, which we really can't help, and again, there's no office space telephone person that we, we haven't held that, we haven't held, like, a boundary with the office, and one time I heard somebody ask Lee a question about why do we, why do we wait 10 minutes ahead, and he said, because it invokes angels, and we're missing, we're missing out on that. I mean, I'm, I'm horrible with timing. Or if we do come and wait, you know, then we, instead of being here simply waiting or being here with each other, regardless of the discomfort of, of how much we can't stand the other one's personality, you know, we stick our nose in a book so we can avoid that we're here waiting. Or, you know, I mean, I know that from being confronted with that in Arizona because I always had my quilting with me. And somebody proposed that to me to just come and do nothing and just be there and wait with everybody. And um, with, a, with a child, it's different. You know, if, if you're waiting with a child and you need to be reading, or it's different. But One of the things that we've been talking about but haven't mentioned specifically is regarding and functioning in sacred spaces or work chambers or teaching spaces, that principle being to one of the ways to participate in, and to keep yourself from being rejected by the space or expelled by the space or to keep the space from, uh, to allow the space to go to higher levels or the, to keep to keep the space from principle is to not make any sudden moves. Is if, is if we make sudden moves, that will, that completely influences the quality of the space. I mean, Lee's had the whole consideration about how our entity or monkey in the presence of Yogi Ramsar Kumar or somebody made a sudden move one time, which was simply to move the position of their teacup as it was placed in front of them. And their moving of the teacup was a sudden radical move in a space that destroyed an op a, a voyage or an exploration that Yogi Ram Kumar was piloting. Yogi Ram Kumar was navigating the group into territories that probably most of the people in the group were not even aware of, but Lee was. And the fact that somebody made a sudden move and moved the position of their teacup, un unsettled, untracked, it's called derailed, the, where Yogi Ram Kumar was going, made it impossible to go to this chamber, that place. And there's so many ways that we can make sudden moves. It takes years to develop the sensitivity to be aware of a sudden move that you might be about to make and to not make it. Like you are. A lot of times we'll 
only notice a sudden move after we made it and somebody else gives us feedback about it. Or we'll notice a sudden move after we make it and the space is trashed. Or we'll make a sudden move and um, uh, it, you know, we'll feel hungry after a meeting or something like that, like Brenda was mentioning. So there's, there's so many ways to make a sudden move, but it really takes intention and vulnerability and attention to um, become sensitive enough to the space to know what will be a sudden move, what can be a sudden move. And I'm sure it'd be great, maybe some people can say examples of sudden moves. Hmm? I'm, I'm thinking, are you, maybe it's the context you're speaking about, the, the prayer, the clear light prayer, the, um, the first prayer and the the journey into the chambers in the Book of the Dead, where it's um, not making any sudden moves, my habits will carry me through. So the um, so a sudden move, one example for me is like an emotional response. You know, it's like being hooked. So somebody, you know, there's a response, there's some input, and then there's an emotional thing. So that's a that's a habitual thing, and the the um, the idea in training to go through the bardos without rebirthing is about the development of habits, and the habits that Lee gives us are, for example, so I'm I'm kind of giving opposite examples, but mala beads, mantra, um, japa, japa, I should say, and um, Waiting, ten coming ten minutes ahead is a is a habit. It's it's a habit that could very well help us in our progression through the barter chambers. Mm-hmm. So sudden moves to me are like like that's a sudden move for us when we're in the office working. And we hear Auron coming with the bell, and we jump. (laughs) You know, we haven't like quietly shut our notebooks, shut down the computer. You know, designated a phone person and come and and sat. We haven't prepared ourselves for the mood of ingesting gross level food to feed our subtle body. Just to be ahead of ahead of time, also on top. That otherwise you are always surprised by things coming if you are not not uh, not able to to face them. If you are not be able to step back step back, and I think being on time is, is one of the of the, the the means to be really in the situation in the in presence and not not surprised and, and elsewhere. I noticed that also during uh, the meditation seminar, um, people were really um, in the meditation space long, at least 10 minutes before meditation, and we were waiting and sitting, and the Pujari was there, and, and we were just sitting and waiting for the Yubiram Sarkumar Puja, waiting for the meditation, and it, it was a totally I wasn't there a lot, but it was for me a totally different feeling than what happens here every morning where 
um, almost everybody rushes in it really in the last minute at 44 point, point um, I so I'm, I think that this is the same thing that you mentioned it's not coming 10 minutes yeah, ahead it's the same thing and I'm horrible with it yeah. well I don't I don't speak about you I mean all, often I'm, I rush in too or it's as I'm when I'm coming here playing the harmonium so it's kind of um, um, like a well I will be like a Pujari is here there and I'm there too so and but I noticed that it's really um, yeah this rush it's not the same as if we were all sitting there at least five or ten minutes before the yugram sort of mark would just start and this also invokes angels and I can really relate to what to that it's funny because I, for me for me anyway and I think probably other people but for me anyway one of the hardest things to tolerate is the experience of feeling good feeling fine Mm. Really feeling energetic, <laughs> happy. Like feeling happy is one of the most difficult things to tolerate. And it, like I'm far more, I'd rather overeat, stuff myself, you know, be exhausted, have no sleep, you know, be like generally in some kind of drama, pissed off, complaining, bitching, like, you know, judging, criticizing, hating, you know, like those are all things I'm really fine with. But feeling happy <coughs> and glad and and like energetic, healthy, feeling healthy, like those things are very intense and difficult. So that's, that's part of the training for us is to be able to tolerate the intensity of feeling okay and happy and glad and, and present. So unusual. It's all there is. It's not, oh, I have it. We need to destroy it. And when he says we do that, and people do that in relationships, particularly that mm. when you have a good time, there's a backlash of having to destroy it by having a fight. So I wanted to just mention also one of the other things that um, to keeps keeps our keeps a teaching um, space in the domain where prevents the juice from coming through. I don't know if that's an appropriate, is there a better way to say that? Well, he talks about it as turning the faucet on and off. For this space? Well, he says for his influence in our own personal okay. lives, but I think that that image of just turning mm -hmm. the water off. Great, so one of the, another thing that happens that can turn off the influence valve, you know, the faucet of influence to turn it down or off, for individuals or for the whole group is if what's going on is sexual energy exchanges. If, if that's what's going on, that will prevent the influence from coming through. Because it, and that, not, that doesn't happen so much necessarily in this particular group, but you see it happening in uh, seminars all the time. Like a lot of times that's what's going on between people in the group or between people and the speaker, whoever the speaker is, there's like... You're not talking about couples or...? No. No, I'm not talking about couples, I'm talking about 
flirting, exchanging of sexual substances. That will keep, if that's the primary energetic focus, like if a person is like moved, like if that's the food that they want, if that's the food that's being going on, that will, that will sort of fills up the space and it blocks, turns off the valve so that the influence doesn't come through because it's already taken up by that. So that over the years here we've also been starting to learn to pay attention to the managing and sexual energy, sexual substance exchanges so that that's not what these meetings are about, so that something else can occur. But that's definitely a, another factor. And I, I just will be ending in about nine or ten minutes. But I wanted to say that if we really start to uh, learn, I think as a group, or in, anyway, I'm sure individuals already are having this recognition, but if we really start to recognize what uh, a teaching space is about, it'll be like um, the first place you'd want to go. Like it's like the best movie in town. Like where it's happening, it's like the hottest thing. It's better than donuts, or it's like um, it's like. I thought that. you had donuts when you were in America. Yeah, I had donuts, now. but I was at the end of the line anyway, so I got the plain ones. But anyway, I had plenty of plain donuts. You didn't bring us any. I did. They're right here. Oh, that's how you ate oh, them. Oh, that was longer. Enough for everybody. Who, who initiated the donuts? Now, what Maybe kind of a question is that? That's an entity question. Okay. I just want to know if Lee just came no, up with it out of the woods. That's, that's, there's, there's something in that, though. Like, I, I, that how, how donuts get initiated that are related to this. It's related to this. I mean, I, I remember one time sitting, sitting at dinner on a Tuesday or Thursday night, and Lee said, he threw up his arms and said, Who wants donuts tonight? And the response wasn't fast enough. And he said, and a couple of people said, oh, I do. It was like this. It, it's like the space didn't open up for it. And he said, Nope, not tonight. <laughs> Why? I mean, it was clear what was happening too. It was like it was like the doorways didn't fly open. And then other times people I, yeah. pay the kids to come and ask him. Pay the kids. The, yeah. Isn't it interesting mm -hmm. that this is the liveliest conversation we've had all night? It's about donuts, which is gremlin food. I mean, it's total gremlin food. I don't know if it's what? a liveliest conversation we've had all night. Wait, wait, what was even going to talk? It's plus out. It's plus out. Well, I talk about impressions. Because we eat impressions, and that's the main food here. And whatever we see in each other, that's the impression we get the other person, besides our projections. And related with food, I remember in, in, in India, we just finished to, to have a great you know, Indian meal and, and Lee just uh, drank a, a cup of coffee and when we went out he says, oh that was good and Mariana asked, did you eat the, what did you eat? And I said, just coffee you know, but he the impression everybody was eating and then we went straight to the next uh, store it was like this old rich Indian uh, local streets you know and he, we went following him, and he went and stared and just looked around with his hands back, you know? <laughs> and like that, which is good. And he started to, you know, make all these impressions, you know, that's really eating the food. And and then the, the guy clearly offered a little bit, and, and nobody took it because he was still it. And then he says, somebody take it. <laughs> and I extend my hand, and I, you know, share a little bit. 
And then he's still looking there and I say, do you want one? And, and I say, no. And I say, everybody wants one? And I say, yes. And then, and then can, and can I buy something? And then I bought for everybody. But it's like the way that the Lee can, you know, communicate. Just pay attention what 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 impressions he's eating. And we have to pay attention to sensitive sensitivity with each one, what are the, the, the impressions everybody's eating. And that, that includes, you know, the suffering of everyone, everybody here. But sometimes they're said to eating what the other person tried to transmit, which is just, you know, throwing back whatever the person is suffering. Say that last sentence again. Uh, I don't know if I can say it again. I, I, I just didn't understand your words. Like somebody, um, the Sangha relationship is suffering some food, some impressions thing. Suffering. Suffering. Offering. And then stay to take that food, which is, you know, smash it by without projections instead to, you know, really feed each other with that sensibility. You mean some somebody of us is offering something? Yeah, you offer me and smile, and I pissed off. And I don't answer a smile, no? Hmm? And I, I don't give the smile and the smile back. Yeah. Because I'm getting a projection in that moment. Okay. Then can be that simple like that. Mm -hmm. This yeah, is that. Sure. This is that has to be it has to be with simple things, not trying to be like heroic, you know, like changes. It's very simple things. Is there time for me to add a story from EJ? Okay. So the way the donuts happened was somebody um, said, can we have donuts tonight? And we said, why not? <laughs> so. Great. So it wasn't so like, it, does. it wasn't like mm -hmm. Lee said. I just like that. I just like to know. Go ahead. I just like those donut stories. Um, in, um, in AJ school, you get one question a year. It's on your birthday, and so people people work all year to come up with their question. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how it is now. This was in the days when he was more fully engaged with his sangha. I don't know really what's happening there. And uh, one time we were there, and it was a small, like it was a small group, and we were in the dining room with uh, them having dinner. And this woman had her question that day. And um, at that time, there was a woman who actually, um, when Clint and I were working in EJ's school, um, I gave one public talk, and it was on the American Book of the Dead. And she came to this talk, and it ended up that she, um, she wasn't in a school, she had brain cancer, and she knew it, and she, and she was caring for her grandson, she was the caretaker, and she was looking for something. So that was her way to connect with the school. And she ended up in a very, seemed like a very short time, living at, um, either at EJ's house or in a nearby house. And the students were taking care of her as she was dying. And this woman, um, and the woman with the question, the woman who had the question that day, she was very irritated with this dying woman. So they had personality conflict. And she came with her birthday question, something about this, this irritation and this mood. And EJ told her that, um, for example, if uh, the woman asking the question, she was a younger woman, if she 
walked past this woman's bedroom door where she was laying in her bed, and if this woman saw her face, and her face was one of, um, you know, anger or, um, you know, some kind of aggression or some negative mood, that, and if this woman died, that was the actual mood that the woman who died was taking with her into her, her transit experience and that we each have that responsibility in the Sangha with each other that every, um, every mood we bring to each other there's a possibility that the next moment the next hour that person could be dead and that that's the mood that we have given them to take with them. And so he was really like calling her to a, an extreme level of responsibility around her relationship to that woman in particular because she was, you know, obviously dying. Um, so just when you said that, Raul, about the impressions, like that, that's, kind of, that's kind of in that realm of impression food because the impression, for example, of hell, maybe, is given to this person, and so that's how she begins her journey. I'm sure there's a, another element of personal responsibility, too, but um, in a way, we're all each other's caretakers. You know, we're, all, we're all doing that to some degree. Okay, is there anything else from anybody before we end? I can give the prices again for the statues after after you're done. I will not write them down. I had said that clear that I'd write them down, but I, I don't want to write them down and pass them out. So I'll say them if people want to write them down themselves. I still recommend people come to you on an individual basis and get the prices. Okay. Sure. Well, I'll just sit here and people want to bring me a notebook. You can write it. I wanted to just announce again that the after-dinner talk, you weren't here for this announcement, but the after-dinner talk will not start at 7.30 from now on. It will start after the dishes are done, which is a time that we don't know. So tonight the dishes didn't get done until 7.30, but we will start the talk right after the dishes are done. It'll be closer to 7, probably generally 7.10, 7.15. Yeah, and if it's, if it, um, it's an, well, it's only an hour and a half meeting, so if it starts at 715, it'll end at 845. It starts at 7, it'll end at 830. Anything else?